Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. We're live. You're live. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, V the Gorilla. And we, I'm joined with my cohort and partner, uh, CJ. He also know, goes by the name of El Cuco. And we are giving you the news, the views, and all that good stuff that's important to you. So check us out on roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. And you can find us on such luminary-type platforms as uh, Facebook. Uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, after that <laughs> debacle of Facebook. You can check us out on innovative platforms like Steemit and DTube and, and every single podcasting app known to humanity. And also show the love and support for us by going to our sponsors, uh, MyCBDEdibles.com. MyCBDEdibles.com. If you want deliciousness, you know where to go. MyCBDEdibles.com makes it easy for you to supplement CBD into your diet in a very, very easy way. Rather than popping a pill or taking a very harsh liquid, MyCBDEdibles.com puts that CBD isolate into a delicious package. You can give the chocolate peanut butter buckeyes. Heck, you can even drink the damn thing with a delicious coffee. Or you can get yourself an awesome chocolate, not chocolate, the uh, the almond pecan truffle, coconut truffles. Those are my personal favorite as well. They're, they're awesome. Check it out, mycbdedibles.com. Make it happen for yourself. Make it happen for your health. Because it's all about health and wealth here over at Rogue. And uh, with that being said, also check out the cryptoschool.io, the cryptoschool.io. Uh, whether it is you want to learn cryptocurrencies 101 or you're ready to trade and make it happen for yourself, the cryptoschool.io. And with that being said, Siege, what's crack clacking, bro? Hey, good morning, V. Doing great for, for this uh, early. Uh, Monday morning, but uh, had a good weekend. How was yours? My weekend was good, man. I cannot complain. It was uh, very relaxing. I cannot complain much at all, CJ. Plus, you're getting Not ready for more. vacation, bro. So that's like the that's like the ultimate. How weekend and then yeah, and then man. a Monday before vacation. I mean, that's, that's I haven't even packed. Week. Week. I'm the worst. I haven't even packed. I've done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like an hour before, like just like you, bro. It'll be like an hour before I get the heck out of the house. I'm just going to run and start throwing things into a suitcase and just get out the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's man. how we roll. That's how we roll. Ah, yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it, bro. Oh, my God. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, good. Well, well-deserved. Well-deserved. <laughs> so, Siege, man, what's new? What's crack-a-lacking? What's going on in the world of uh, of insanity? Yeah, for for our listeners, if you haven't had a chance to do it yet, go and listen to the show we did oh, on yeah. Friday at SGT. It's you know over on his site. It's posted here. It's posted about it everywhere. But yeah, it's great, gaining great traction, a lot of views, uh, thousands of of comments. So we appreciate all that as we try to figure out the way forward to avoid the censorship, the things that are that are happening. And in my anticipation, B, I think it's probably going to get worse before it gets gets better. So, but, oh, 
Dude, totally. Yeah, so for our listeners, go check it out. It's also on, on uh, our YouTube channel as well. Yeah, it's a great little uh, uh, a shindig that we did uh, with the rest of the guys. Uh, I do recommend you guys go check it out. Uh, we will have a platform in place. We will get this done. And uh, look, here's the deal. I mean, so many people are spending hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of dollars. I mean, CJ, if you count up how many how much people are either paying for cable and streaming services, or if you've already cut the cord, what you already are paying just for streaming, it's in the hundreds of dollars, man. Yeah, hundreds of dollars, and it just it just keeps going up, right? I mean, it's every service that comes out it's like oh let's go check that one let's go check that one out yeah i mean i have uh hbo go i have amazon prime i have hulu i have uh youtube tv which i'm about to cancel because it's pointless because of hulu uh netflix I mean, you add that up i mean it, it all adds up you know what i'm saying so it's it's it, it's you know we're, we're paying for our entertainment and um i think i, I think people need to you know Put their money where their mouth is and really help support their content creators. And it's it's we're gonna have to do it. it we're gonna have to create a platform that is for alt media that uh, takes into account uh, the views and information that's shared. Because here's the deal, guys. You know the reason why they're culling alt media on platforms such as this. The reason why they're doing it. It's real simple. <clears throat> the beauty about alt media. Is when an event happens, guess who's out there reporting it first? Alt media. And so we're able to throw out a vast net and capture what is so vital and so critical, which is the early information coming out, which is usually the truth. Okay. Usually there's a lot of nuggets of truth early on. And it's not until you've captured that data and you hold on to it. And then as the event pro- progresses or, or begins to play itself out, you begin to see all of a sudden the aberrations in the newer and newer concocted stories. You're like, wait a minute, this version just doesn't add up to what this person said. And that eyewitness who was in the beginning who actually saw this event happening, you know, sh- th- this new witness doesn't line up with this witness. You know, so you see the aberrations and you're able to make a better judgment. So this is the thing that they've lost. The, the, the dinosaur media has been extremely slow. They're too damn slow for the news world. So they cannot compete with the average citizen with the cell phone videos and this, that, and the other and, and whatnot. So it's, it's the curating. And this is the whole thing that platform um, uh, owners, uh, such as YouTube and uh Facebook and Twitter and all these other people who are screaming, "Oh, we're we're, we're a private company, and uh, you know we're a, you know we're a platform." Blah 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 blah. But you're you're not a platform. You're not a platform, and you're not sure as hell. You know, private damn company because you're you know, number one. Some like you guys publicly traded stock. Number one. Number two, you've got a ton of a public or government subsidies that's basically on the tax taxpayer's dime. So if you're a platform, you can't be censoring free speech. Number one. But if you are censoring free speech, then you're not a platform. You're a publisher because you're starting to curate what I hear, what I see, and what I listen to. You're trying to curate that. And at that point, my friend, you're, you, you, this whole thing about being uh, uh, you know, uh, a platform goes out the window. And now, now you have to play through a different set of laws, regulations, and rules that is out there that doesn't allow you to do this. And it's a different changing game. 
you know, you cannot have the type of ad revenue if you're a publisher. You just can't. Okay, it, 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 it's 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 you're not a, a quote unquote social media company anymore if you're a publisher. You can't you can't masquerade as that. So this is the this is the um, the uh, what's the, what's the called? This is the fork in the road uh, that these social media platforms are facing. And uh, something needs to be done. So the way forward, folks, you know, look, those who love us will follow us anywhere we go. We're going to put together something so friggin' awesome. It's going to be mobile. It's going to be on every platform. Um, and it's going to be uh, on. on, uh, And we're going to make it in a way where it's going to be really slick. You'll be able to uh, be able to get all your, con- uh, you know, get all, you know, follow all your creators. And we're going to do it at a very great price, an awesome price point. Uh, a price point that you know nobody bats bats an eye at paying at all, you know. So that's what we're gonna do, and uh, we'll still be on YouTube. We'll still be on YouTube. We'll still be on all these platforms. But if you want the meat of the conversation, you know, I, I see a future. Siege and I are doing quick of ten fifteen minute shows on YouTube and giving general news and information and all the meaty stuff, all the good stuff, all the great content will be. Probably. And guys, let me tell you, it's like we got a lot of people lined up for this. It's it's not just uh you know us and SGT and X22, but it's also guys like London Paul, Rory from the Daily Coin, Ken Shorgen, Bankster Slayer, um, heck, even uh, guys like Jim Willie will be lining up on this. So just want to give you guys a heads up on 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 what's working underneath the surface and what we're able to do and what we're able to pull together. It's going to be something special. So, and also people like Harley Schlanger and the Rouge Pack. I mean, think about it. This is this is the type of thing we want to do. Um, and do v, it real quick. Re, real, yeah. real quick, because it's important too, uh, V, is that, you know, if we begin to pull away from uh, YouTube, you know, we can make an impact. We can make a financial dent in those companies. There was an article on Zero Hedge that showed how much, by pulling all of Alex Jones content, how much YouTube lost in ad revenue. You know, as people are publishing there and YouTube runs those ads and those videos, that's how YouTube is making money. So if we can begin to transition, we can make an impact. You're, you're already seeing it a little bit in Facebook where we're learning now that advertisers are pulling money away from Facebook because they're not happy with what Facebook is, is doing. The same thing is gonna happen with YouTube. And there's tons of companies out there, V, that are that are pro liberty, are pro freedom. That I will do the, the same thing. Pro liberty and pro freedom. They will do the same thing. They will pull the money away from YouTube, and we all know that YouTube wants to be more of a of a cable, you know, online cable network. Anyway, that's that's where they're putting most which, of their ad. Which is going to be the kiss of death for them, CJ. Yeah, absolutely. Because let's be honest here, YouTube, and and if you guys in YouTube are listening, I, I want to let you guys know a little secret here. Uh, some of you already know this in, in within the corporation of YouTube, and you, you guys don't like the direction of where the company's going. YouTube is trying to become some sort of a, a, a an online cable network kind of deal, and that's the stupidest thing you could do. Because let me tell you what happened. How do YouTube grow? It was people leaving cable. Nobody's watching cable TV anymore, so people are leaving cable. And coming to YouTube for what? For this free, I mean, literally, it was like the wild, wild west. You could get whatever you want, whatever curator you want, whatever thought. That's what made YouTube so beautiful was the rawness of YouTube, okay? So people are leaving, you know, cord cutting, coming to YouTube. They're not coming to YouTube to go back to, to, go back to cable. That's just the stupidest thing in the world. They have no intention of doing that, you know? And and that's where they're going to fail big time, CJ, is because you know they're 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 doing it backwards. They're doing it completely wrong, and it's it's just not going to work out well. 
it, it's it's going to be the kiss of death. And you know what? You know, if that happens, and it, it happens, and and you know what? It, it, it's it, they deserved it. Absolutely, well said. Well said. I mean, it's crazy. So l- l- let me let me uh, cut my let me cut the cord, and uh, then let me go run to YouTube to get the same experience that I was trying to run away from. <laughs> I mean, dude, it makes no sense. But you know what? To these people, it does. You know, because uh, they've uh, it's so dumb. You know, it's why Facebook. Who, who uses Facebook? You know, Facebook died. I mean, kids ain't using Facebook anymore. They're using Insta, and unfortunately, uh, Facebook owns Insta. You know, um, and whatnot. But you know, th- these people just don't learn, bro. They just don't learn. Anyway. Anyway, where do you want to begin, brother? We got a lot of things going on here. Yeah, there, yeah. Let's let's talk about the financial situation in in Turkey. It looks like Erdogan is is doubling down. Is not. Yes. Yeah. So you want to you want to jump into that, B? Sure, man. Let's talk about the dirty donor kebab himself. Let's talk about the man who is not only known as that I call him the dirty donor kebab, but also the turd in the hummus bowl. He just can't quit. He just can't quit. Let's talk about the Grand Sultan, the Grand Sultan Viziri, the Sheik of all Sheiks, the one and only Erdogan. Turkish lira crashes through seven as Erdogan threatens to unleash Plan B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, element O, P. And uh, following the emergency bank meetings and numerous pleas by Erdogan for Turks to pull the forex out of their banks, blaming the country's current economic crisis on America. The lira has opened massively weaker, crashing below seven per dollar for the first time ever. Okay. Uh, as the FT Financial Times reports, Recep Tayyip Erdogan accused other countries. Very. I mean, let me ask you this, CJ: Are all these dictators? Do they read off the same playbook? They do. They do. Yeah, yeah. it's all the same. Yep. Consolidation of powers, you know, take over every system, and then blame, and blame everybody else for for the yeah. fact your country's going down in flames. Right? What's right. Erdogan going to do now? Is he going to stage a, a fake drone attack? <laughs> <laughs> you know, is he going to is he going to stage? I mean, I mean, pe- people are still questioning this whole entire coup, the supposed coup that was against him last July. Where all of a sudden, like thirty thousand people, he rounded up like well, I don't know twenty, thirty, fifteen thousand. I haven't even know tens of thousands of people just rounded up. He just eliminated his entire political enemies uh, on a trumped up coup. The, the that that was his Reichstag fire, right? Just like Maduro, his uh dr- his uh drone attack, okay, was his Reichstag fire. It's, it's the dumbest thing in the world, man. So it's 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 you know you see what's happening. And listen to the Recep, Recep uh, Tayyip Erdogan has, is saying. What is the cause of the storm? He asked, gathering the ruling party officials in the Black Sea city of, of uh, Trabzon. There is no economic reason. It's an operation against Turkey. Oh, God. Yeah, because, you know, Turkey runs such a flawless economy. There's no issues there. I mean, you know, the Grand Waziri, the Grand uh, the grand Sultan himself is running the economy. So what could possibly go wrong? I'm calling out to the industrialists, do not attack banks to buy, buy FX, said the Turkish president. 
It is industrialist duty to keep this nation on its feet. Otherwise, we will set into motion our plan B and C. CJ, what is this plan B and C? Well, uh, B stands for probably block. Yeah, block and confiscate. (laughs) Block and what? Confiscate. Exactly. (laughs) His plan B and C is basically the government confiscation and nationalization of all industries within Turkey. That's his plan B and C. He got no other plan. You know, we're we're, we're not we're, we're not talking about smart people here, folks. We're not talking about brilliant people. You're talking about tyrants who are drunk on power, and you see where they are, and uh, they're talking about plan B and C. It's just more power. So basically, this whole lira crash. Okay, this is this is another false flag operation. <laughs> By the Grand Sultan himself. Hitler would be proud. Hitler would be very proud of Recep Tayyip Erdogan, a.k.a. the dirty donor kebab, a.k.a. the turd in the hummus bowl. And you Turks, you Turks are, you know, come on. I mean, you guys are smarter than this. This is ridiculous. I mean, why would you allow this moron? Why would you, why would you? fall into the the brainwashing propaganda of this low IQ moron and rally behind this idiot, okay? Because, number one, this whole Lyra operation is internal, okay? I have no doubts in my head this is an internal thing because the only person that's going to stand, that's going to benefit out of a crashing Lyra to do what? Grab more power. That's what see, just like CJ said, plan B and C is block and confiscate, baby. That's it, right? So this is their move in getting more power. There's no other reason for it. He is going to nab industries right now. Now, if I was an industrialist in Turkey, you know what I'd be looking at? Uh, exit stage right. That's what I'm going to be looking at. I'm going to be looking at getting out because I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there when the crap hits the fan. It's just that. It's just that. That simple. Okay. It's just that simple. You know. Block capital outflows, confiscate gold, confiscate dollars, and then uh, that's what this whole entire thing is. Block any sort of capital outflow. So he's giving you a thing. Unless you stabilize these industries of this country. What industries are you talking about? Let me Google this real quick, CJ. Let me let me see what industries right. is he is he talking about here. Okay, let's let's look at that. Okay, uh, Turkish industries. Okay. Industries list. Here we go. Let us look into. Oh God. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, literally, it's 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 really nothing. Uh. Be the other angle with this yeah. too is is Erdogan potentially using this this quote-unquote crisis as a reason to continue deepening the ties, you know, with China as well, right? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, absolutely. And, you know, so it, it looks, it appears that they've negotiated some type of a 100-day plan with China to kind of help shore up some some investment funds, uh, some, some trade deals rolling into it. And I'm sure that Erdogan is going to use this as an excuse as, in regards to you know, his economy, that he has no choice but to do this. You know, a, a, exactly the whole point. Now, here's the deal. If he, if, if you want to come to the bargaining table with China, you want to come to some sort of a, a trade agreement or whatnot with China, and knowing uh, the insecure little man that uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, a.k.a. the dirty 
the Dirty Donor Kebab, a.k.a. the Turd in the Hummus Bowl. Uh, if he wants to come to some sort of a negotiation table, what better way to come to that table flush, flush, CJ, flush with confiscated wealth? What better way to start a negotiation with confiscated wealth, confiscated gold, and selling to China? Hey, uh, we have X amount of gold, X amount of this. And China doesn't care. China doesn't give a rat's ass. They're very, very pragmatic in business. They don't give a rat's ass. If you're a bloodthirsty killer, if you're, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, devil or angel, they don't care. They'll do business with you. And rightfully so. I think that's how, honestly speaking, business should be done because at the end of the day, it's none of my concern nor my business what the hell really goes on in Turkey. I can't sit there and be like, oh, my God, you know, Tur Turkey's uh, elected a dictator. Well, they deserve who they elect. It's just that simple. You deserve the government you get, period, because you, the people, outnumber the government 10,000 to 1. You don't like it, just overthrow the damn thing. But the Turks are going along with the, the, the turd in the hummus bowl, and they believe that the turd in the hummus bowl is the, is the second coming, man. He's the second coming of Salahaddin. Okay, <laughs> the the return of the Ottoman Empire over here, you know, Saladin uh, Erdogan over here is gonna it's gonna help them. And what better way? What better way, CJ? I see no better way of, of than this 100 day action plan that's been talking about, right? A 100 day action plan released by the Turkish government last week, which is hoped to pave the way toward a sustainable policy implementation on every sector. And I mentioned China multiple times because nobody else is trading with them. Nobody else wants to trade with them, okay? The portion of the 100-day plan that falls under the Ministry of Treasury and Finance explicitly refers to Turkey's need for diversifying foreign resources and invest instruments of finance. China singled out as a potential source in this effort. It states that Turkey will open up to the Chinese market for external borrowing and obtaining loans from China's panda market. In the run-up to the release of the 100-day plan, the Ministry of Treasury and Finance announced a new credit line secured from China valued at $3.6 billion. This credit line should be used to support the private sector, public institutions, and banks as important first step within the 100-day framework, which is likely to be replicated. Turkey's Ministry of Trade recently declared China as one of the four priority markets for Turkish producers and others being Russia, India, and Mexico. So you see what Turkey's doing uh, over here, and uh, I guarantee you. See, if this was some sort of noble rhetoric, if if if, if Erdogan is not some power tripping psycho, I would uh, just say, okay, yeah, you know what, he, Erdogan's probably right. His his uh, currency is being attacked; it's being manipulated. Uh, he has no desire to crack down on power. He's some sort of a benevolent leader, uh, benevolent uh, uh, dictator in the veins of or the in the tradition of uh, Ki Moon of uh, Singapore. Okay, and um, but that's not the case here. That's not the case. So the three point six billion dollar credit line that's quote unquote for private use. CJ, how much of that do you think is going to wind up in 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 the Sultan's hands? Like ninety five percent of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the problem here. Okay, the the Sultan is not going to sit there and have the Sultan can't can't he you know can't help himself. He can't help himself. He got to power by taking money. The, the The power got to his head. So what did he do? Consolidate more power. If I were to put out a chart for you folks, and, and that chart shows you the net worth and the and the and the value of Erdogan, the more power he gets, the bigger his network has been. His, his net worth has been getting. He's going to do whatever the hell he's going to do, and, and, and Turkey is a major pivot factor in the you know this entire Eurasian economics as well as the New Silk Road. It's a major player. It's a major player. So 
Very interesting. We're going to see what happens, man. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. speaking of China, real quick, CJ, we have the shadow banking that is in trouble over there. And uh, it's right now, social unrest breaks out of China after a panic bank run on peer-to-peer lenders. Folks, you know, peer-to-peer lenders, let me tell you how what shadow banking is. Most people don't understand what shadow banking in China is. You have traditional banking, okay, in China, and then you have shadow banking, okay? And uh, the shadow banking is, is pretty interesting because you have the traditional banks. The shadow banks, folks, are basically any sort of business in China could lend to, to another business, uh, charge interest for it, and collect on the loan. This is the shadow banking network. That is, and this is a long-standing tradition in China, number one. Uh, it's been around forever, and it's literally two banking systems that they have over there. The shadow banking is mostly like these uh, pawn shops, pawn dealers, private. Uh, heck, you, you even have like uh, mom and pop storefronts who do loans as well on the side. Okay, now the more developed version of this uh, ragtag group of lenders is the peer-to-peer market. Here we go from our boys over at Zero Hedge. Social unrest breaks out after panic bank run on peer-to-peer lenders. One week ago, discussing the source of China's next debt crisis, namely the recent explosion of the Chinese household debt, which over the past year has soared over 40%, even as credit growth across other debt categories remained relatively stable, and which on the verge of suppressing the nation's corporation as the biggest source of credit demand. We highlighted one of the financial sector that has recently emerged as the most at risk in China's economy, online peer-to-peer lenders who collect money from retail investors and dispense small loans to consumers, usually without collateral, putting the loans at risk of a default with zero recovery. We pointed out that the outstanding loans on a peer-to-peer platform rose 50% last year to a total of $215 billion, making the size of China's P2P industry far bigger than the rest of the world combined. And due to their lack of collateral, interest rates are often as high as 37% with additional charges for late payment. This is this is Tim. I'd rather go borrow money from the from the mafia, man. Man, that's huge. Wow. 30 like who like how desperate and how crazy are you to sign up for a loan at 37% interest? That's insane. Like, how desperate are you? If you can't do it yourself, if you can't find any alternative means of financing, then just sit around and just save money all day, man. You know, this whole, it's crazy. It's crazy. But you know what? We have the same thing going on over here where, you know, people are being charged 27 and 29% interest for these uh, these loan sharks over here in the U.S., these check cashing places. All right, PDP. Okay, so uh, after Beijing launched a massive campaign several years ago to defuse the debt bubbles and reduce risks in the economy, okay, um, a uh, campaign which recently reversed once the Trump trade war started getting hot, including the country's enormous non banking lending sector, cracks began to appear as investors pulled their funds. Why would, uh, you know, the whole thing is high risk, right? So they'll go ahead and charge 37%. Well, the investors who are investing in these peer-to-peer lending networks understand that, hey, you know what? Um, they stand to have a, a, a 50% chance of getting a really good return on investment. And that's why they do it. But now the risk, you're talking about over 50% default. Now investors are, are pulling out. When they're pulling out, it's causing a collapse in the peer-to-peer market. Okay? 
And the collapse in the peer-to-peer market, people will say, well, how does this tie into the larger shadow banking sector? Well, a lot of these quote-unquote investors are already people who are in the shadow banking sector in China itself. These are investors that, quote, have either businesses or front companies that are also already doing loans. So when they're pulling out, folks, guess what? There goes the money. That means things are getting a little bit risky there with creditors, okay? So uh, this is the problem here. And uh, this is also going to have some reverberations to the banks. Again, it's far less worse than the United States because, you know, we are, you know, our debt is systemic. Okay. It's not regional, it's systemic. And most of our debt is held outside, which is very, very dangerous. Okay. So, again, some problems there in Beijing and a Turkey deal. Okay. Would also inject some much needed liquidity which is what they need. And then that's the name of the game. People need liquidity. Financial institutions need liquidity, CJ. Anyway, on to the next thing, brother. What do you want to hit? Uh, let's discuss a little bit the Monsanto case because I think that that's pretty, you know, that's one thing, B, when you think of, like, the the new media and you think of how many times that we've covered the fact the fact that Monsanto's uh, roundup is is cancer causing it. Everyone's like, oh, that's conspiracy. You know, that's not true. And now the court has awarded a case of over $289 million in a case. Uh, Lee Johnson was a former groundskeeper whose doctor didn't think he'd live long enough to learn the verdict prevailed Friday in San Francisco state court after jurors deliberated for three days. The trial was an important test of the evidence against Monsanto and will serve as a template for litigations on thousands of other claims that this made. I mean, we know that Monsanto's Roundup has been banned in certain countries already. We know for the fact that here in the United States, not only are we seeing a rise in uh, cancer, but in particular with stomach, you know, ingestion, you know, type cancers related. And that's on top of the massive amount of people that uh, think that they're gluten intolerant, which really is just the trace element that's there of the glyphosate that's in the in the roundup so a uh, huge case on uh, bear stock is 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 trading down 12 percent uh, this is this is a huge uh, hit to them but i'm glad this case went to try i'm glad that this information is coming out um, and hopefully we will see some potential type of, of of ban here in the u.s as well v monsanto's dead dead meat you know they're on the verge of uh, of bear is on the verge of uh, of buying out Monsanto for sixty six billion. Um, they, I mean, they, they actually they did. They bought Monsanto for sixty six billion in June. If the litigation generates massive lawsuits, if this dude, here's the thing, they just awarded him this. You, dude, the sharks are circling. They smell blood. And if this gets around, and it is. The potential for liability is massive, massive, dude. This could be. I want people to go for Monsanto's throat. I want people to go for Monsanto's throat. Glycophosphate, the main ingredient for Roundup, was first approved for use in Monsanto's weed killer in '74. While becoming the world's most popular and widely used herbicide, the question of whether it causes cancer has been hotly debated by environmentalists, regulators, researchers, and lawyers, even as Monsanto has insisted for decades that it's perfectly safe. 
Working for a school district in Benicia, California, about 40 miles east of San Francisco, Johnson mixed and sprayed hundreds of gallons of Roundup. He was diagnosed with cancer in 2014. In July 2007, after chemotherapy and other treatments, his oncologist gave him six months to live. Johnson's lawyers, relying on his testimony and expert witness, argued that his exposure, including accidents that got him soaked from head to toe in Roundup, caused his non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Monsanto may have lost, but per pesticide case far from over. Monsanto scientists knew of the cancer risk posed by Roundup as far back as the 70s, bro. But they failed to inform the public and instead engaged in a deliberate effort to distort the truth. And as the weed killer generated hefty returns, Johnson's lawyer Brent Winsner told the jury in closing arguments on Tuesday, despite the EPA's failure to require labeling, we're proud an independent jury followed the evidence and used its voice to send a message to Monsanto that its years of deception regarding Roundup is over and that they should put consumer safety first over profits. Monsanto argued that the type of cancer contracted by Johnson may take, takes many years to form, and the short period between Johnson's first exposure in 2012 and his diagnosis in 2014 made any connection between his contact and the disease impossible, according to the company. How, you know, it's how, like how you know. I don't understand, Siege. How can somebody be a lawyer and you represent a scumbag company like Monsanto? It's uh, well, it's all, that almighty dollar, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, just yeah, it's just, crazy. Man. It is. It is. I mean, you know, and and again, they argue these case studies that they come up with. Well, you know, it, and that's one of the things that uh, Trump questioned was the validity of of science today, and he wasn't saying it specifically in regards to understanding the the old science of things, but today's science where you have corporations that are funding these massive research, these massive uh, clinical study programs, they're going to determine the outcome themselves, yep. right? Yep. <laughs> Do you think that they're honestly going to spend millions of dollars for research and it be counter to their product being launched? I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. And uh, that's the whole thing, man. We we need uh you know we need the um we need to go for the jugular. We need to go for the jugular with Monsanto and just get it done. Put put an, put an end to you guys. Absolutely. Jeez, with that being said, brother, we are at the end of the program. What do we got kind of coming up, man? Well, I London Paul's moved to Tuesday. Uh, you're getting ready for for vacation, so I'll be doing that show. I do have one interview later on that I'm going to be releasing releasing with a uh, crypto uh, blocked asset protection that you know kind of uses a serial number, but it's actually on the blockchain. Uh, pretty pretty interesting stuff. So we'll be releasing that later on, and then I believe the Trading Boys will be coming on later on today, right? Uh, yeah, I will uh, definitely tell them uh, tell them to go on with you, and I'll let them come on with you and uh, do a trading show. Awesome, sounds like a plan. Awesome, thank you, CJ. Folks, have a great one. I will be back. Um, I don't know when I'll be back. I'll be back on the 20th. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll, I'm back on the 24th. Um, but I guess what, what day is that? On the 24th, Friday, 26th, 27th. I'll be back in action. Yeah, so nice, much needed long break. Absolutely. All right, folks, with that being said, we're over and we're out. Take it away, CJ.